0: What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, a fun V-tailgate and bullpen cart hybrid here on the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. And what I mean by that is we kick off the show, Matt Stefano and I talking about football. We start with college football previewing week six on the gridiron for college. We then are joined by Greg Piatelli for our guest picker, For Week 5 in the NFL, we go through that whole slate. And then Greg and I stick around to talk about the baseball playoffs. The AL Wild Card was Tuesday night. We talk about that since Greg is a Red Sox fan. We were recording it during the NL Wild Card game. And we preview the divisional round. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. If you want my thoughts on the NL Wild Card game... Be sure to check out our Instagram Thunderblog Sports, where I did a reaction video after that game. Follow us on Twitter ThunderBLG, and of course, subscribe to the podcast, The Bullpen Cart, wherever you get your podcasts. But enjoy the episode. Have a great weekend, everybody! And here we. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by ThunderblogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mister Maddie D. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. You know, we are
1: in the we are now in the in the we are in the thick of it across the football world. Sadly, though, my my heart is part here is that every day the sun sets earlier it's very challenging it's that time of year miss those long summer nights oh yeah i know that means football's back but it means my golf game is going to suffer a little bit don't worry i'll be fine but still four weeks until
0: until we set the clocks back so no worries there maddie
1: you're right i know i know i know but um irregardless you know it just uh try to stay up with everything a lot going on out here
0: yeah, you know, we've had a crazy couple weeks. Obviously, we talked about the serious chaos last week in the college football world. Obviously, the Eagles are in shambles, but we don't need to jump into them like we did last week. Um, if you want to hear my breakdown of it, go check out our Instagram page, Thunderblog Sports. Been doing reactions to the Eagles, reactions to the baseball playoffs. We're recording this during the NL Wild Card game. We actually do talk some baseball at the end with Greg Piatelli, who is our guest picker but college football week five last week we dive into it and Greg the game of the week or at least the one that we talked about a ton the top 10 showdown I don't think disappointed I think that's the right place to start Cincinnati taking down Notre Dame 24 to 13 you and I were together we saw a little bit of it Greg what is your biggest takeaway from this game Hey,
1: Jordy, you realize it's Matt, not Greg, right? I,
0: yes, I do. And I realize I called you Greg, but that's okay.
1: Yep. <laughs> there it Don't is. Don't cut this out. I'm very happy. No, here. it's been a long time. I'm night. going, first of all, I like when I heard the thing. I'm like, I didn't
0: see any of the game with you. We did. We saw a little <laughs> bit of it when we were together on Saturday.
1: Oh, oh! In the at the nineteenth hole at Chester Valley. Yeah. oh my God! Well, I'm all
0: screwed up here. All yeah, we're both all screwed up. up. Wow. I called okay. you, Greg. It's been right. a long night of recording No, no, no. Podcasts. It's been a long
1: day. That's okay. You know what? You know what? College football is all screwed up because Cincinnati. Not only are they higher ranked coming into this game, they also beat Gold. They also beat Notre Dame, Golden State. Wow, I'm really struggling. I was thinking Golden Globes. Anyway, um, look, it's what it's what we both talked about. It's what I expected. Notre Dame had struggled particularly on offense the first few weeks of the season. Um, and you you kind of saw it manifest here, Cincinnati putting themselves on the map for a potential opportunity to get get into the college football playoff, right? They're now sitting on the doorstep. Um, And so, again, I think Notre Dame's got to go back to the drawing board on the offensive side. They they haven't been able to replace Ian Book's production, Um, and Cincinnati is helped even more because of one of the upsets of the week as the Pac-12 continues to play itself out of any opportunity to go to the playoffs with Oregon dropping a double OT thriller to the Cardinal Stanford Cardinal, so I mean, uh, this might be the first year of an at-large bid.
0: Yeah, uh, or you mean an uh, at-large bid to a top-five team? We've obviously seen. Let a me, couple. let me. Yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't say that right. I'm sorry. Yeah, a non-power-five makes the playoffs.
1: Uh, yeah, well, we're, we we're, we're really are all over the map. Okay. No, that's okay. And, and,
0: no, no, I got what you meant. But yeah, so to look at reset what the schedule looks like. We now have eight teams in the top 25 that are undefeated. If we expand that to the top 12, we have 10 of the 12 teams undefeated with Ohio State and Oregon still there. I think they're expecting, obviously, Iowa and Penn State play this weekend, but I think they're expecting a screw-up from Oklahoma or from Cincinnati to maybe bring Ohio State back into the conversation. Obviously, Ohio State and Penn State play in a few weeks. Maybe they're thinking Oregon finds its way through the back door. If they go perfect, which I don't know. And, you know, maybe if Cincinnati screws up, we get that, and we get the 3-4 end up being those two teams. We're trying to, you know, until we really get a college football playoff poll, we don't get a total idea of this, although the AP has done a great job of trying to mimic what the college football playoff committee does. Michigan, BYU, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, are your ninth through twelfth teams with Arkansas, who unfortunately got the wheels beaten off of them by UGA and, and Notre Dame, who, as we mentioned, lost to Cincinnati, fall to thirteen and fourteen. Then Coastal Carolina rounds out the top fifteen at five and zero. Kentucky's there, but I don't think they're hanging in there with uh, being in Georgia's same division. Maddie, looking at this, obviously one of Iowa or Penn State is going to fall down, and if it's Penn State winning. Where, where does Iowa end up, or really where does this game, the Penn State-Iowa game, obviously one of these teams is going to lose, but where does it end up reflecting the top ten? I don't think either of them falls out of it, given Oregon staying at number eight.
1: No, I, I would say they that's – that's a tough one, actually, right? Because, I mean, if one of them loses, yeah, it's a – you know, no, I don't think they – no, I think it just drops them back. So, like, Penn State wins. I think Penn State goes to three. I think Cincinnati moves to five. Oklahoma has a big game this weekend. Assuming they win, I think they might even stay steady at six. I could see Iowa falling either seven, six, so right six or seven. So right around Ohio state and, and, and even Michigan at nine, I think they fall somewhere, but I think they, I think they would fall to six or seven. um, and, and, and stay up in that upper echelon of teams. They are, they are still that good no matter how it turns out.
0: Yeah, I, th- I agree. And uh, I don't know. I think it's, it now is becoming that close to college football playoff time of thinking the you need the teams that you beat staying good. And I think the better for the Big Ten would be it's either Iowa winning and staying undefeated to the Big Ten championship game to play I don't know who, Ohio State, who has a one-loss team. I mean, Michigan's still undefeated, but Michigan and, and Iowa as two undefeated teams coming out of the Big Ten East and West would be complete chaos, I think we can both agree, as much as we love Michigan. Because they'd have to beat a good Penn State team that's better, looking better and better every week. And I know they Penn State didn't cover against Villanova a couple of weeks ago, but that, you know, whatever. And Ohio State, who has a loss, but it would be a one-loss Ohio State team against Iowa. But Penn State continuing to win and presumably going to number 3, would be, I think, really good. It's the highest that a a Big ten, ten team has been in a while. I say that, but Ohio State's been around there for a while, or non-Ohio State well, team, other than Ohio State, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, and then so we talked about Oregon, but Oklahoma. You know, they win last week. The offense got it going a little bit, uh, but they don't cover against KSU. Didn't work out for me with our picks, but they, um, you know, Kansas state got close. We should point that out of that. They returned to kickoff for a touchdown right after Oklahoma pulled away. And I don't know this, this game was a lot closer than I thought it would be than a lot of people thought it was going to be. And Oklahoma now becomes this pariah that can't really figure it out. They sit at number six, Cincinnati now at number five Oklahoma right now you know if they're not careful they're playing Texas this weekend if they lose I mean now we're really looking at possibility of a a non-power five team getting in because now there really aren't a ton of unbeaten non-big-ten SEC teams left but I don't know Oklahoma becomes this really weird mystery story to college football and I think well, it's I, yeah, yeah, it's a strange
1: I, story. No, I think you make a good point there and here's why. If Oklahoma wasn't if you if you covered their name, right? So you couldn't see who they were, okay? We yes, they're undefeated. Week 1, they beat Tulane 40 to 35. That's not that's a close game. I know they thundered Western Carolina 76 to nothing, but we've seen plenty of teams thunder, you know, along those lines. So I'm I'm kind of indifferent on that game, Nebraska, 23 to 16, West Virginia, 16 to 13, Kansas state 37 to 31. You know, this is a Texas team that I'm also not sure what to do with because you think, Oh, maybe they have a really good loss to a high ranked Arkansas. And then, and then, you know, Georgia mops the floor. Um, so I don't know how good Texas is. I'm not sure if Oklahoma would even be a top 10 team if it wasn't for the fact that their name is Oklahoma. So, um, I think it's a fascinating game, and I think you're right. And by the way, if it's not Texas, they're going to have other they're going to have other threats on this schedule. Oklahoma State undefeated. Um, that's the last game of the year for Oklahoma, but Iowa State still dangerous. Baylor, TCU is always a tough task. So, you know, I, I think if if Cincinnati wants if Cincinnati wants to have a chance, this is a game they have to they need Oklahoma to lose because even though I know Cincinnati is ranked higher, I just if Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve undefeated, I, I just I I know the the way it works, right? So um I think if the yeah. Big 12 could play its way out of it, that would open the door. You'd have the Big 10, two SEC schools in Cincinnati would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's this, they're waiting for Cincinnati to screw up somehow. And I don't know, eventually we're going to have to see what the committee does with Oklahoma, especially after this week, maybe they say, or maybe the AP first, because I we don't get the first college football poll for a few more weeks, right? Like closer to November no, 1st. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the them beating a currently ranked Texas team that is four and one, and you know, you eventually start seeing two lost teams in in the top twenty five. But and we have one with Florida, but um, who lost to Kentucky? Kentucky was looking very good. Just another example of the SEC looking really good. But Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River Showdown, become it's always a big deal, but it becomes this watershed moment for the Big Twelve of. Like you said, if they lose, it really just becomes a huge mystery. And it leaves the door right back open for Ohio State. Where, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Then you have Michigan. They play Nebraska this week, which is going to be a weird game, the night game. BYU, Michigan State, they're hanging in there. BYU is another team that I just don't think right now has a serious opportunity with the schedule they play and everything there, they're going to end up being this team that maybe not doesn't even get into a New Year's Six Bowl if they end up being 12-0, and 0, which is weird to say, but with Cincinnati where they're at, and depending on how the rest of the season goes, I don't know, they're a team that isn't really playing that strong of a schedule, but is up there because they're undefeated, and I think we need a couple more weeks of seeing how the cards shake out, especially within conferences with so many undefeated teams that haven't played each other. To really sure. see where this ends up, like Arkansas being four and one, they play Ole Miss this weekend, and Ole Miss is three and one. But like one of those two teams is probably going to end the season, presumably towards the top, the top ten. It, it would have to be Ole Miss, who's already out of Alabama's way. Arkansas still has to play Alabama, but just seeing how this all shakes out. Auburn's four and one. They play Georgia this weekend. They still have to play Alabama at the end of the year. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, like I'm gonna they're be, not going to be uh, there. Wake Forest. I was going to say,
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. The only two teams that have a legitimate shot outside. I don't think they have a shot, but outside of the top 10 to make the playoff in my mind of the two undefeated Oklahoma state and Michigan state. Now, I'm not saying either is going to make it, but I, I honestly, I, I, if you're a voter, right. I Georgia and Alabama are clearly the cream of the crop. And I don't think anybody else is, is relatively close right now. Yep. Um, and as good as we've seen Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati play, um, I, you know, I, I just – I don't see it. Um, I do think Ohio State's really talented still, but, again, they don't – they lost to o- o- Oregon. So, they're you watch Arkansas get throttled 37 to nothing Yep. against Georgia. Um, you know, we've seen – you saw Notre Dame obviously lose. Um, Ole Miss got obliterated by – Alabama, to no one's surprise, Oregon, you can't lose to Stanford. They're not – I love Stanford. They're a great program. You can't lose to Stanford. So, you know, th- there's a lot of teams that I think if kind of because of their one loss is just so bad. Um, I guess – right, to your point, I guess technically Kentucky, but it's the SEC. So the chances of them beating Alabama and or Oregon are pretty slim. You know, could Michigan State – Michigan State's only like a three-point favorite this week against – Against um, Rutgers, or sorry, five and a half point favorite, the 11th team in the nation against Rutgers is a five and a half point favorite. That insane. doesn't say something to you? I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So I think I think you're going to look. I think if you look honestly, like legitimate chances, you know, maybe you include Oklahoma State, Michigan State. Oklahoma State simply because maybe the Big 12's down. Right? We talked about Texas struggling, Oklahoma struggling, Iowa State hasn't been very good. TCU's never really figured it out. So maybe maybe they can get there, but. Um, you're starting to narrow down this list much quicker than normal for this playoff spot, unless you're an undefeated team. And I don't think BYU has the firepower, um, you know, and, and sadly, like, like a uh, coastal Carolina doesn't have the firepower SMU is undefeated. They don't have the firepower schedule to get there. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, wake forest is the, are they the highest ranked um, ACC school?
0: I think they are, they are right? Right? indeed with Clemson falling out yeah. of a, uh, no shot. The top 10. No shot. Yeah
1: no shot even if they're undefeated season. i don't think they make it assuming there's four undefeated well again assuming there's three undefeateds and then whoever loses alabama georgia i got to be upfront from what i've seen so far uh, i don't know how and i know we got a long way here but if alabama and georgia meet in the sec championship game and and the loser should probably make the playoff at this point because yeah, they I, both look head and shoulders above yeah you're not wrong so and by the way the 42-21 victory of alabama over old miss it was way worse than that like they basically won forty-two. I would even say to, to seven, but you know, the late touchdown. I'm just they 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 thumped old Miss. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. But problem. I think if you're the Big Ten, the scary part you're looking at is you've got one, two, three, four, five programs um, ranked. All five have legitimate talent. And they're gonna. I mean, my concern is they're gonna cannibalize each other. Yep. So, you know, can Iowa hold up in a shootout?
0: Yeah, because all these um, teams are Big Penn... Ten East teams that we just that right. were looking.
1: Exactly, at. We've, and we've talked a lot about the weakness of the of the West. But you know, can Iowa hold up in a shootout? Can Penn State provide enough offense? In particular, can Sean Clifford get it done? Um, that's a concern, especially if they're not at home, like this coming week a big test for them on the road they leave the confines of beaver stadium is michigan for real right i love michigan you know that you love michigan but i can't i mean this is they we seen. we've been down this road before with michigan where Mm -hmm. they've beaten a couple good teams but they haven't really had any major tests i mean they beat wisconsin but what is wisconsin so is michigan good enough is michigan state are they even talented are they have they just gotten a, a lucky start to the year and then for ohio state you know, can they overcome their loss, and is or are there more underlying issues? Can their defense figure it out? Is C.J. Stroud, who's looked pretty good, but can he get rolling again when he's healthy? Can this run again? So I, there's a, a there's no clear cut. To me, there's no clear cut favorite in the Big Ten right now. I think this weekend's going to tell you something, right? If Iowa or Penn State dominates the other, I think they become the quick favorite yep. to match up with to match up with uh, Ohio State. But again, I mean, maybe Michigan's found a quarterback. That's been their big bugaboo. Uh, you know, I don't know. So there's, so the Big Ten could pull a Pac-12 here really fast.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it becomes this crazy thing of just looking at Michigan's schedule alone. They've been in Nebraska this weekend, bye week, the Northwestern. And then it becomes this gauntlet of teams. Granted, Indiana's not as good this year. We saw them get shut out by Penn State this past weekend. But at Michigan State versus Indiana, at Penn State, at a 4-1 Maryland, and then home versus Ohio State to close out the season. So November is gonna show us everything, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great that the Big Ten backloaded the schedule like the Big Twelve used to do, and still kind of does. But right. it is gonna be a lot of fun. But Matt, let's throw it over yeah, to picks. I, or do you finish no it up and then we'll throw it over to Picks. I was gonna say,
1: and I was gonna say like we just cause we're on the subject with Michigan, right? You'd mentioned it at Michigan State, at Penn State. So I know they're I know they're at home for Ohio State, which will be a big bugaboo if they even get there, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know Beaver Stadium, whether, regardless of where Penn State is, they get up from Michigan. We know this, and it's going to be a really big challenge if they can even get by the, their former little brother, who's kind of been up to par, if not better, in recent seasons. So I, I want to get behind Michigan, I really do. But I, at the moment, I'm still thinking same old. They'll win a bunch of games, one with three losses. They'll go to a bowl game, you know, but we we'll see. Obviously, so I just we don't talk a lot of Michigan all the time. Um, Love it. So they've got some indicators, but let's wait to see. Let's wait till we get closer to that. We'll probably talk after the Michigan State game. If they beat Michigan State, they got to get by a, a better a better Nebraska team than giving credit for it. And always well co- coach Northwestern. But if they beat Michigan State, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about. We'll go a little deeper into Michigan and what they oh, yeah. bring to the table.
0: Did be eight and yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty crazy, and it'll be funny. That weekend is the same weekend as Penn State, Ohio State. So this weekend, I feel like, determines even who's the game of the week there. So it's going to be fun to see. But, Maddie, let's oh. throw it over to – do you have one you more time. You know thing?
1: what? I, I want to make sure I correct myself. I have a small error. I mentioned – I think I said the only ranked team in the ACC was Wake Forest. That is not correct. North Carolina State, NC State, good for them, 4-1. They are ranked in the top 25, which, which is great. great. Great for the program.
0: So I'm um, very happy to hear that as well. Yeah, exactly. But let's start over to picks. Again, we have Greg Piateli on. We then, he and I jump into baseball. We lose Matt after there. So without further ado, let's go over to pick them with Greg telly All right, it is time for picks. And joining us is another man myth legend you know him from talking baseball we actually talk a little baseball after picks you know him from talking hockey it is mr greg piatelli as our guest picker greg how are you my friend
2: amazing talk about it many times best time of the year hockey starting basketball still irrelevant you got baseball playoffs and you got nfl and college football amazing
0: it's great times Greg, before we jump into picks, Brady Belichick, the showdown, the return, the Adele hello, how did you feel about it?
2: I could have done without Brady doing all the videos leading up to it, to be honest. Um, I just like I feel like everyone else loves Brady still, obviously. It's hard to hate a guy who did so much for this organization in in this part of the country, for sure. Uh, I think I expected to – Camp Bay Buccaneers to absolutely blow out the Patriots, but the Patriots in the end did what they normally do. Their defense bends. They don't break. They they shut teams down in the red zone. If you're going to score, you have to score 20 yards further out and then I think Mac Jones and the team rebuilding and that was a good game towards that. I'm hoping that uh, they can squeeze in the playoffs here with an extra game on the schedule and, and then get blown out in the first round. But uh all in all, I think it was a productive night, it was a good night, and Tom Brady uh forever will be a god in this area for sure.
0: Love it. Love to hear it. But well, let's jump into picks. For those that are new to the Pick'em on the Fun V tailgate bullpen car podcast, we do it snake draft style. So Greg will start as our guest. I believe that I will go second. Matt went second last week. Matt will go third, and then we bring it back around. Matt will go first in the second round. I go second. Greg, third. Snake. Then we do five NFL picks, one college pick, so six total. So, Greg, without further ado, lead us off. What do you got for your first pick?
2: All right, real quick. These are always way better when Maddie and I, like, are are able to, like, argue with each other, if that's the right word. Okay uh go back and forth but because we're just on a short one we'll have to we'll have to abbreviate it yeah we'll do like a
0: one-liner a little little zing i mean
2: greg
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't call it arguments i i provide facts and you provide fiction and we move from there
2: (laughs) i mean you can call it fiction you call it truth or you could call it uh speaking with your heart as opposed to being an analytical guy you know you know it's analytic analytic versus versus, uh, having a picture swing away you know um jordy i'm going georgia to absolutely route auburn and my oh, we're first, starting with the college uh, pick okay I, yeah, I get first pick i can do whatever i want right uh so,
0: i like it he's yeah, going I like it. Oh, just, it it's just late. complete it's alpha. he went for it he he comes on to one football podcast and just goes the full hockey guy alpha i, anyway. I like it i yeah. like it i'm not opposed oh now i, gotta I love it the college slate. Oh. georgia
2: George, georgia is a 15 point favorite i think that on the road and i think they absolutely destroy that number um, I was gonna pick Iowa just to just to crush Matty and all his little brothers, but I'm I'm gonna go Georgia in the end and uh, absolutely crush. Although I do like Bo Nix, but he they're gonna they're gonna get destroyed.
0: Well, Greg, if you knew Matt, you knew his brothers went to Penn State, but you knew Matt was a big Michigan fan, and because I can get this, because Matt would normally get the first pick, I'm taking Stop Michigan again. minus three and a half against Nebraska. Nebraska's three and three; they had a fine season. <laughs> I love Michigan to kill them. They're having a great season so far. Uh the over is fifty, which I actually don't like. I think it's fifty because these both of these teams have played kind of shitty opponents throughout the season so far. So it's because I, I don't... the prime
2: time it's the primetime game on ABC. It's yeah, going to have drum up. That's yours. a good
0: point. They want yeah, they want to get some money in there. Uh, but I'm taking Michigan minus three and a half. Sorry, Matt. I'd steal from you.
1: That's all right. You have to take it. I think it's a little disrespectful
0: that line for oh, yeah. um for yeah. Michigan, huh? I mean, I think so too. It's a prime time game. They're expecting, like, we haven't had a Harbaugh meltdown yet. I think they're Nebraska like.
2: Nebraska stinks. Too. Yeah,
0: Nebraska's they're even worse in prime time than Harbaugh has been. So, yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off script here, okay. kind of like Greg did, but I'm not gonna pick a ranked matchup. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna yeah. go FCS. I'm gonna go to an S. No, I'm gonna go an SEC an SEC showdown though. Ooh. The South Carolina Gamecocks head to Tennessee, who I believe is going to be wearing these ridiculously cool black jerseys. But oh, those charcoal Tennessee's, jerseys they wear? Yeah, the charcoal jerseys. They're 10.5-point favorites. Um, Tennessee's an interesting program, right? They, they really have struggled for a lot of years here. Um, they're looking a little bit better this year, um, and and they've, they've won a couple games. I know they lost early to uh, Pittsburgh, but I'm going to take Tennessee at home Really do not like this South Carolina squad. Um, they don't run the ball well. They don't really. Have, they don't really play offense well. I guess. Well, Tennessee actually has a decent offense so far, um, and and so I'm taking Tennessee. Actually cover ten and a half at home. I think it's a nice win for this uh, Volunteer program. That I've seen some better things from after really getting to a Nadir for the program recently. So um, looking forward to seeing Tennessee. Um, With this with their really with a high powered offense, um, in my mind at least, uh, come through here. So I'm taking the I'm taking the volunteers in a kind of a surprise non ranked matchup. I stayed away from some of the ranks this week.
0: Yeah, some of the ranked matchups are a little interesting. I'm sure once we record the college part, again, time travel, we talk about the baseball. We'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the crazy craziness. Really
2: quick, really quick though. I love how Matt Knight chose like challenges and Jordy chose like a layup. What a joke! All right, next, Maddie, hey, what do you got?
0: A free, a free, free pick's a free pick. Don't take it away. I
2: know. So,
1: so this means that I get to start. The, I thought I was up to go third. I was nervous. I mean, I get to go back to back, but irregardless, we will jump in. Um, we will jump into uh, the NFL. Um, I am gonna head to a. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to go with one of the tougher games of the week. I, I have a feeling this Thursday.
2: Oh, so it's oh the Los Angeles Rams
1: visiting the 12th man in the Seattle Seahawks. Ram comes in at three and one loss last week. I think they make it two in a row. Um, Russell Wilson is the Seahawks quarterback. I think this is a high scoring shootout, um, but I actually like Seattle to pull this out late. Um, I, I I think the I think they can beat this Rams defense just enough um, so I actually like Seattle it's based solely off of Russell Wilson I think they're better than their 2-2 two and two record yeah, and I think they're at home
0: Thursday night games are always nuts if it's a Sunday game I'd hammer the Rams because the Seahawks are a terrible second half team and the Rams have done nothing but play complete football games I know they lost last week but they've uh, looked a lot better at times than the Seahawks but I respect it Matty Comes to me, I um, I thought you were going with the Sunday night game, but I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to go to one of our NFC East foes, Matt, who somehow, and I think I know why, because they lost to a different NFC East team last week, that being the New Orleans Saints. But the Washington football team coming off an emotional win. I think they let it down. And the New Orleans Saints blast by the one-and-a-half point spread. I think Jameis... He's been Jackal and Hyde every single week. I feel like this is one of those I guess Hyde would be the good football player in this in this analogy. I think Jameis Winston has a great game. This defense has not found itself. That's the only way the football team I think does it is they force the shitty Jameis games that we've seen in a couple different games, including last week against the Giants. But I like the Saints here minus one and a half.
2: Yeah, this is a tough week of NFL games and uh... always is. Well, I feel like this is the most even round of games, I should say. <laughs> um, and I like that pick, Jordy. I think uh, Henneke's hot, and and you got to strike while the iron's hot. And I think, what, the Saints just played the Jets?
0: Giants. They just lost the Giants. Giants.
2: Yeah, ship bag teams. They're coming off a, a terrible letdown after beating the Patriots. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a decent pick, Jordy. Um, all right. First pick. I'm going to a completely different country. Uh, we're, going, <laughs> Uh-oh. we're going hammer the Falcons <laughs> minus three. Absolutely hammer them. They are going to Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Mr. Boston College himself, and uh, Cordell Patterson, Mr. Patriot. I know he's a bear, but Mr. Patriot absolutely destroy the Jets. Easy money. At Tottenham, no no, no question about it. Uh, no one can disagree with me, so that's 100% happening. And uh, I'm going to go Packers, th- minus 3.5, Bengals, easy money. Packers, again, going to beat them by 14 to 21 points.
0: Another BC Eagle might be the difference maker with Aaron Jones all banged up. A.J. Dillon could be uh, a mean, difference maker, although apparently he's a little banged up after practice today.
2: But he uh, he looked good last week and he's poised to to go off and Bengals underperforming three and one underperforming no the Bengals (laughs) look good the Bengals look good but Green Bay is uh is better so I like that Aaron Rodgers needs a haircut Aaron Rodgers needs a haircut
1: I like by the way it's this is a rare occurrence here I'm going to agree with both of Greg's takes so (laughs) I love it. I love I love you know the Jets win one game. And and now they're like come on.
0: Come on. They Three boys, suck.
2: Yeah, it's absurd. They're brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A
2: terrible pick. It's or the it's London a terrible game. Terrible line.
0: The London game. They love it.
1: I will right. right, we'll say this too, the, the breaking news, Jalen Smith released by the Cowboys, signed with the Packers. Don't know how much that'll make a difference, but that wow. Packers defense, they're missing they're missing Zadarius Smith, by the way. They're outside linebacker. That's a pretty good Packers defense that I think is only going to get better. I think people underestimate that defense. That defense actually could be better, at least more talented than that offense. But, again, they're missing their left tackle. The Packers are a scary team that I think, for some reason, people aren't chatting about. But, anyway.
0: I think they've just been a little inconsistent here and there. So, I think people are waiting for them to – they did uh, it's against that, the Lions.
1: It's, but it's that week one It's that week one taste, Jordy. Yeah, they got blown so. out by the Saints in week one. I mean, anyway. So moving on, I want to hold that. I just wanted to make sure I noted. No, no, no that's I, I, a good Appreciate of Greg's choices there. He took some games I was hoping for.
0: That's a good one it. there. Uh, so we have a few it, games. It takes of... a big
2: man. It takes a big man, Maddie. Nice job. <laughs> you know, so we have some big one. never do. would never do. Would never do. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm just the worst. We had some bigger well, lines out here.
2: Not the worst, but <laughs> You're, You're up there.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the the AP rank, but. Some bigger lines out here. One that sticks out to me, though, that's less than a touchdown that I feel like should be a little higher with what we've seen of the visiting team, that being the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Chicago Bears. The Bears, their defense might be able to finally show us the Derek Carr that we all know and love, that loves to turn over the ball and not play well. It's a low total, 45, comparatively to the rest of the slate especially in the afternoon games. But I just don't know what to expect out of this bears offense. We don't know how they're going to be able to run the ball. Their air game has not been great. And their offensive line is in shambles. I think the Raiders get the business done. I think they win by possibly by double digits here. And I'm taking the Raiders minus six and a half in this game.
1: I mean, I can't disagree Raiders kind of after a slow start on Monday night, looked looked decent in the second half. think They're going to bounce back. And to your point, Jordy, Chicago is a mess. Complete, I mean, is a the toilet.
2: I mean, our I mean, our guy from Ohio State is always the starter, so Fields is gonna gonna have a day. I'll tell you that. No, this, this this offensive line is nothing for for the Raiders defense.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they're gonna get completely eaten alive. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Greg, we move it to. Oh no, Matt, we move oh, it to Matt you. excuse he gets me. Two picks. Oh yeah. my God, I get back to backs here. Okay. Oh
1: cooking with gas all right don't don't off me over there don't off me all right my first game I'm gonna take a blowout all right and the, the line's already pretty high but I have a suspicion that Tom Brady and his Buccaneers would like to show people that that Sunday night game as great as it was you know that was a Belichick defense Miami's good but they're not that good in my mind I know they've got some players I think Brady comes out at home against the Dolphins and puts up a huge number to you know, to make people, people like literally, need, look at power rankings. People are dropping them out of their top ten. I think the Bucks smack the Dolphins. I don't. I'm not a Jacoby Brissett guy. I think their defense gets a little bit back on track um, against an, uh, a, a Miami offense that has kind of, you know, uh, Kenny Stills out. just is going to be. He, Kenny Stills is out, so um, they can't really run the ball. I think the Bucks get back on track with maybe a little bit of a healthier secondary, but I think Brady goes. All, all air raid on this on this uh, Sunday. So that's my first take. I'll take Tampa Counter, over hand, Miami to hand. cover nine and a half.
2: Counterpoint, counterpoint. <laughs> Huge letdown game And Brady, the least highest winning percentage against any team. The it is
1: the Dolphins. You are right. That's correct. So will I eat my own words? I don't
2: know. No, no. All right, sorry. Go ahead.
1: All right. I will take my second pick. I want to make sure I get this one. Oh,
2: God, I can't do it. I do it every week. I do can't it. do it. <laughs> you want to. You take know it. what do I'm going to do, it. don't you? Take it. Do it. I'm going to take it if you don't.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I mean, are you, you, you're going to you're to pick against my Eagles, or you're picking for my Eagles, Greg?
2: Only uh, well, time I'm going <laughs> <the> to <tough.
1: laughs> take the birds. Nice. I don't know if they're going to win. I think they lose by a hair or win. Granted, of course, the Panthers, Pan- I'm saying this is the Panthers, just signed um, uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. Yep. So any – McCaffrey's going back. Right. Yeah. And by the way, i got to tell you something. Maybe if we put Greg Ward in there, we'd have more production. Because every time he catches a ball, it seems to be for a touchdown. But I, I think the Eagles have an opportunity here. I think they keep it really close. I know it's on the road. They're just due for a, um, a bounce-back game and a win. Their defense can't play much worse, in my mind, and that but that was Kansas City, so we'll see what happens. So I take the Eagles to cover the four. I don't have to pick them outright, so I'll take the Eagles to cover in that game for my second pick.
0: Yeah, that, that is correct. You do not have to pick them to cover. You're just taking the points. Um, but, yeah, it comes to me. And oh, I'm glad you took the Eagles because I thought you were trying to gamesmanship this to me. Uh, I'm going to go with the the closest line left on here. Did Greg pick the – oh, no, he didn't pick the uh, the pick'em game. But I'm going to go with the one that actually has a spread. The NFC West we go. The Arizona Cardinals come into this as a two-and-a-half point home favorite after a big win last weekend. And kind of similar story. I think we haven't seen everything out of the 49ers. Obviously, the the quarterback situation is interesting. We need to see a little more out of the running game. The George Kittle experience, I feel like, is going to completely railroad a Cardinal team in a high-scoring game. But I think the 49ers, who've lost a couple games here and there, you know, a little too close, a little too close for comfort. I think they pull what the packers did to them two weeks ago and i think the 49ers pull this thing out so i'm gonna take them plus two and a half against the arizona cardinals
2: only undefeated team left that's a bold choice jordy i like the choice jordy
0: uh, you know i mean cardinals the, are due that's
2: part of it i think the cardinals stinker.
0: are due for a little bit of a stinker and uh we'll have to see what happens and we'll have to see what goes on but i think that's the right you selection. Know,
2: as as the last pick, I feel like I have to go Browns Chargers or Bills Chiefs, but there's just a layup sitting there that I knew well, you guys. two more picks, there. right? Oh, are we doing five?
0: Yeah, we're doing five NFL picks.
2: Okay, well then I'm gonna go with a layup here, and I'll leave the hard ones for you guys. Layup here, easy pick. I knew you guys weren't gonna take it. Cowboys curb stomp the Giants. Minus seven is what I have. What do you have, Jordy?
0: Uh, I have in that game, which I was probably going to take. And a half, frankly, eight and a half is what I have on uh, the Yahoo easy, lines. Easy. No, um, I agree with that. Giants coming off a win. Dallas is rolling and Dallas looks really good. I think they completely manhandle the Giants. I, I'm not even sure if the Giants, they might get a touchdown, maybe a Saquon score, but I don't think they're, they're going to do too much against the Dallas team that really takes care of business when they have to.
2: And then I'm going to go Broncos on the road. Steelers, ah. stink. Steelers stink. Big Ben looks gross. And uh, I'm going Broncos.
0: I like it. I was uh, about to take that game, but uh, <laughs> I like San Francisco. Matt, uh, just to refresh me, I have Seattle, Tampa. Who was your third pick? Um, Eagles. Eagles, correct. Okay. Um, So it's back to me with um, – yeah, Greg, you you were not wrong. You left the uh, you left games. some of the fun ones for us. Um, I'm not take, gonna take, take go. Titans,
2: Jaguars, take Titans, Jaguars.
0: Oh, the old Thursday night toilet bowl.
2: No, take Urban. See, see, take no, Urban. See, no,
0: no, no, no. I it, fell for that had a once. Good week, though. I fell Urban, for that the, once. Had, oh, yeah, no, a it's, that's week. a layup. Titans minus seven and a half. Urban Meyer and the Shod Khan experience this week. I don't know why. This is my new astute observation quote of the week. Uh, everybody take a shot when I say the experience. Um, Tennessee, who did not cover, I believe, last week. They've covered. They've done a good job of covering. I think in the last couple weeks. I think they roll over Jacksonville. It's a pretty safe survivor football pick. But I think this game the, the difference becomes whether or not we get a complete rolling from the off uh, the well obviously from the offense the passing side of their offense and what ends up happening there but the jacksonville defense not very good uh and greg just made the pick very easy for me of urban meyers questionable tactics from this past week uh make it pretty easy for me to take the tennessee titans minus seven over the jacksonville jaguars
2: i think you know jordy
0: oh seven and a half excuse me give give me they're winning by like 14 points they might shut them out Trevor Lawrence, Matt, uh, he needs more pieces.
2: I'll let Matt talk about it in a second, but I honestly think that because Urban Meyer has been so distracted this week, all his assistants are the ones who are doing everything. So oh, I think that's exactly he, what's uh, happening. But, so, yes, yeah, so I think I think they're going to play that much better because he's he hasn't been involved. So the assistants are – the teams just can be better because Urban hasn't been involved in the game plan. Sorry, Matt, go ahead.
1: Actually, something that I have thought about before – is that sometimes this kind of calamity brings teams together. And I'm also not a Titans believer. Did think they beat the Jets. Thank God I'm not in a suicide pool. Um, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. So they, I think it's – I don't know how they're going to play, but i gotta tell you what. The Jaguars suck, man. I'm, I'm Urban Meyer, maybe I want to get fired and go to USC. Uh, DJ Chark out for the year. So, all right, it's back to me for two. Rapidly running out of games here to choose from. Oh yeah, but there are some good ones left. I'm trying to make a decision on the uh, the big game of the week, if you will, the them game. But the bigger game of the week probably is
0: the, the Sunday night. Wow,
1: kind of a tough, tough yeah. spot
0: here. All right, we're gonna. It fell late for a reason. This could go e- this could go easily either way. Pick I'm, pick gonna out jump, game.
2: I'm gonna Pick another no, college no.
0: game. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm going to go to the
1: pick them. Okay. Yep. There it is. Now, I have, I think the Cleveland Browns are a really good football team. Borderline Super Bowl contenders. Their defense is very, very impressive. Another defense that's pretty impressive though, is the chargers and the chargers are healthier on offense. They have all of their receivers. The Browns are missing Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham still coming back from injury. Hasn't looked the same. I think the chargers, even though it's not even a home game, for them, even though they're at home. I think the Chargers do beat the Browns to pick them, so I'm taking the Chargers over the Browns for my first pick. Solid. Solid. All right. I uh, Both teams are great, though. And then, you know what? Why not? I'm going to go down to the bottom. I'm going to pick the game of the week. The Buffalo Bills, he- Bills heading to the Chiefs. Can the Bills get the monkey off their back?
2: <laughs> Who my the
1: answer? Kids. A resounding no. I think the Chiefs after that little bit of a hiccup, I think they, two hiccups, I guess, but I think they win at home. It's three and a half point line. They probably win by, by a touchdown. Um, they're so explosive. We'll see how Josh Gordon factors in, but honestly Mahomes is different level that defense continues to improve. Like they do every year, just slowly, but surely game after game, they'll get a little bit better. They'll ball Hawks. I don't trust the bills defense. They still don't have a pass rush at all. Um, and I, yeah, Josh Allen's great, but I think I think Patrick Mahomes outduels him. So that's my 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 final pick. Correct. Yeah,
0: that is your final are, pick. I didn't go with Chiefs. this game just because both defenses are so bad. This could turn into an in any which way game. The Bills don't have a great defense. You're right, but their offense I think can maybe not keep pace with the with the Chiefs. But who knows? A backdoor cover, or God forbid, they have a lead towards the end of the game, and you have the ball in Mahomes's hand. All he needs to do is just get six. He doesn't need to you know, cover or anything like that. It's just too close of a more than a field goal for me to feel safe on Sunday Night Football. So that's why I stayed away. I'm probably just going to bet the over and have fun watching it. Like I did last week, watching the Chiefs come to town. But good for you, Matt, of going for it. Greg, you had a thought on this?
2: Who owned the Chiefs? <laughs> what is he saying? What is he saying?
0: Who owned the Chiefs? Who owned, the Who owned the Jeeps? Who owned the
2: Jeeps? Slapshot, um, Matt. It's a it's 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 uh, it's a great. I, it's a great. What was it movie? Eighties, nineties? I couldn't no, it's hear like what 70s. you were saying. Te- Seventies. Uh, first, first, uh, first, uh, female nipple I have ever seen on TV. Hey, hey,
0: there you go. Caddyshack was mine, I think. Are,
2: are we allowed to say that? Anyway, uh, you know, um, learning
0: new things about us all. Um, Matt,
2: Matt, Matt, great choice. I, I agree. I think I think Kansas City at home Sunday night. They're just going to absolutely blow this team out, and I think uh, I think it's going to be not as fun as everyone expects. And I think the Chiefs are just going to destroy the Bills again.
0: Okay, okay.
2: I Comes love the pick, me. Matt.
0: Comes to me. So, Matt may not like this next pick, but I don't believe in the visiting team's offense on Monday Night Football. Our former quarterback has looked kind of all over the board. And him coming on Monday Night Football. And the question was, last week watching the uh, the game, are they going to figure it out? And I think the answer is no. I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens keep rolling. Now that's a six and a half point spread. A low over under total at 49 and a half. Which gives you a little bit of concern. But I don't totally trust the Colts offense to keep pace with the Ravens. I think it makes a huge difference that Hollywood Brown, at least for right now, that's a very heavy emphasis on right now because it could not happen on Monday night, is a reliable receiver. Mark Andrews is getting better and better every week, like a fine wine. I think their defense is starting to get better. And the Colts defense has been... Eh. I don't think they do a very good job against a very good offense that the Ravens have. Ravens minus 6.5 in a game... That could be exciting, but I think it's going to be boring. I think it's like 21-7 to 7 is the final score of this, and the Ravens win to close out week five.
1: I, I looked at that game for a while, Jordy. Couldn't make a determination where I wanted to go. Part of me says, you know, the Colts keep it close. That defense has to play better, right? Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner, but you might be right. I mean, they might be toast. as long as long As long as Carson stays healthy, I don't care.
0: Exactly. The Carson Tracker website, by the way. Whoever made that is a genius. <laughs> How Greg, many
1: snaps is he up to?
0: I forget what it is, but it's uh, I can pull it up right now. It's CarsonTracker.com Greg, somebody coded a website to keep the possibility of what the Eagles need. Uh, maybe Carson maybe it's not Carson Tracker. Um, but to, Because that's part of the Eagles getting the first round pick to uh there's a, somebody made a website to keep track of it to get the uh the idea out there okay i love it um it's 98 percent right now
2: you're going you go. re- <laughs> jordy yes there's a three games left uh give me the line for the patriots you got
0: the patriots against the houston texans at board. Houston, minus seven and a half is what I got.
2: <laughs> That's a tough one. What do you got for Minnesota? Uh,
0: Minnesota versus the Detroit Lions, minus eight.
2: Gosh. <laughs> All right. You're going to make me do it, Jordy, aren't you?
0: Fire away. Do it.
2: You're going to make me do it. You're going to make me. Yeah. Detroit right, Lions, the Patri- plus eight.
0: That's his last pick. All right.
2: I'm taking the Patriots to win, but I'm taking the Texans to cover.
0: There
1: it is. Wow. He <laughs> couldn't even bring his own team to cover.
2: i the taking the Texans to cover. I just this, – this Patriots offense does not – unless they're playing the Jets, then you're going to get Zach Wilson throwing five picks. Uh, this offense is not built right. They don't want Mac Jones – they don't want Mac Jones – to have a 500-yard passing game, five touchdowns, and five interceptions. They they just – they want him to run the ball, figure things out slowly but surely, and then eventually they're going to take the reins off, and this is not the week. I think uh, it should be, though, after he proved that he could do it last week. I just think that they're still going to slow play him. They're still going to play conservative. And sure, their defense is great, and the Texans' offense is terrible, but – I just think that uh, ultimately the Texans run the ball and the Patriots' run defense has been miserable all year. So that's going to be a hard – it's going to be hard for the Patriots' defense this week. So I think ultimately the the Texans cover, Patriots win.
1: Okay. Hey, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Collins comes back home. Maybe he helps out that run defense a little bit.
2: That's probably why they signed him.
0: (laughs) Crazier things have happened.
2: But Greg, it's like the fourth fourth time he's left and come back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you're actually right, which is pretty wild.
0: But Greg, we appreciate you coming on. You and I are going to stick around for some baseball. Maddie, it was great as always. But that'll do it for picks, and here comes some baseball. All right, we are back from picks, and it is time. It's just Greg and I now, Maddie had to leave as per usual, still trying to figure out this last segment post-picks, and Greg and I, because we weren't able to do a full preview for baseball, gonna talk a little MLB playoffs, of course we're recording this Wednesday during the NL Wild Card game, and in fact, in the order that we're recording this, the wildcard game is just getting started, but Greg, I'm burying the lead, your Red Sox take down the hated New York Yankees last night. How you feeling? Twenty four hours later.
2: What like it's hard? (laughs) I mean mean,
0: they got swept a week ago. So it was a little hard. Yeah, well
2: that I mean swept a week ago, but like they just wanted to give the Yankees a chance to feel good about themselves, you know? The Red Sox were afraid of, of Toronto, myself included. No one wanted to face the Blue Jays, so they said, All right, we can beat the Yankees. We did it all year. The Yankees stink. We can beat them. They got one player. And that's Giancarlo Stanton. He hits home runs, or he hits things off the wall, and people think they're their home runs, even though they're not. They have terrible coaching. I was, terrible coaching, I said that from the beginning. Garrett Colt's overrated. I said that from the beginning. Severino should have been the starter. Guy was uh, on fire, but no, it was uh it was a great game. I was nervous until the last out, just because of uh, the history of the Red Sox seem to always let people down, but. You know, Jordy, I'm happy because the Yankees were severely overrated and they got in because of a walk-off fielder's choice. You know, they made the playoffs on a walk-off fielder's choice. They called it a hit, but it wasn't a hit. It was a fielder's choice. Aaron Judge is a joke. The Yankees are a joke besides one player. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's the biggest failure, but the the preseason talks of this team after Garrett Cole and blah blah blah, the preseason talks of this team like I this has to be the biggest disappointment for for any franchise preseason preseason ranks short of the Padres maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean the Padres obviously missed the playoffs, and if the Dodgers end up losing tonight, I feel like that might be a bigger failure considering where they That's were post trade deadline. Dodger, the, so the, the listeners know now. Dodgers. Hopefully the Dodgers killed the Cardinals for all sorts of reasons, but uh, yeah, in in terms of the game itself, I mean, Ivaldi, you got to talk about him for a second of how awesome he was in that game because I feel like yeah, that the and player. the the Red Sox being a solid defensive team throughout the game, obviously the big play getting Judge out at the plate really solidified mm-hmm. the momentum going the Boston direction. But Ivaldi first and foremost, just completely mowing him down. And I said this on the Instagram thing I did of that it was the right time to pull him. Normally in a regular season game, you let him roll with it. Cause you know, there's more ebbs and flows, but to your point of being nervous towards the end of the game, the wild card game is always a complete crazy person. Special Red Sox go up three, nothing in the third inning. Garrett Cole gets pulled again, the same thing. And you know, it's, it's par for the course. Severino had it happened in our grand tradition of podcasting during the AL wild card game against the twins. It was like four, nothing or something. And the Yankees ended up winning the nationals to use a team that actually won the world series. The year that it happened to them did the same thing in the NL wildcard game. So your point of being nervous hearing that from a, a fan perspective is spot on because that I've never experienced it. Cause the Phillies have never had the word wildcard associated with their team, let alone in the wildcard game era. They haven't even made the playoffs in that period, but it is, I mean, watching all of those games are always so much fun. And I don't know. I think the Red Sox just had the, they were prepared to go, right? I don't, I don't want to say Cole's overrated or Judge sucks because Judge probably is going to be third in MVP voting. Cole, you can say what you will after the sicky Stubbs and stuff. Undeserved.
2: Undeserved. He's not third. He's undeserved. But listen. Your MVP I now mean, I mean, is
0: going to be much different than the rest of the Baseball Writers Association of America or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, as, as based all, on Vlad, our last Vlad, baseball Vlad, podcast. Vlad
2: Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is easily, especially how they finish, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is easily... The MVP and Shohei is easily second place. I mean, I don't know. All right, we're, we're not jumping into that.
0: Neither of them are all right, all right. in the playoffs to talk about it, so we we're not talking about that again. No, Go not, listen to yeah, our last but
2: that doesn't, podcast. that doesn't that doesn't that stop the MLB writers from giving it to that shitbag Trout.
0: Do you want Mike Trout was probably okay.
2: It's the same. It's the same conversation we're having. They give Trout every uh, year, but Greg. We're talking playoffs. about the
0: playoffs here, so right. obviously the listeners are going to know. Well, any final thoughts on the wild card game? Before that, obviously, like, what was your thought on the defensive play of the Red Sox? Is that, aside from the play, the relay, what kids practice all the time in Little League, looking awesome, they played really good, really good infield, they played pretty solid outfield, I don't think there was any serious, you know, line liners anybody had to make a a huge play on, aside from, really, the, the Stanton single, could have easily been a double if he not think it's a home run, but we already talked about that, um... But yeah, any yeah, other I mean, last thoughts before we jump away?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'll let you finish your Yankee talk, but Avaldi is the only reliable starter that they have, and and if they were going to win any game, it would be a game he starts. So, you know, he more or less dominated the Yankees all year, so for one start maybe, but, you know, we talked about it, what, in, in June about how the Yankees hadn't beat the Red Sox in the first eight games of the season, and that's why the Red Sox hosted the wildcard game and they got the home field advantage and they have the offense. We knew they had the offense. It was just the pitching was the big concern. And when you have a one game playoff, you need a starter to go five innings. Garrett Cole did not of all he did. And core was able to use some starters. He was able to you know piece together four arms from that point on that could finish out the game and, you know, ended up working out and, it's good to see Red Sox Yankees in that type of environment. And when I made nervous, it was more of just like, you know, baseball is, I watched it, the Red Sox came back five, one down to the nationals to, to even get in that position to, to host the game. So, you know, it, it's a matter of baseball is a very long game and there's, there's a chance for anyone to come back at any time. You know, I think the Yankees need to go back to the drawing board. Aaron Boone might be out. I think they need to reevaluate their talent and, and figure out what's going on. But, uh, Jordy as the Yankee fan on this podcast.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you My think father about father was, it? father was a Yankee fan. I'm a Phillies fan. If it's not obvious already, I'm just trying to, trying to piece together the opposite point of view, as you're going to make me do with the Braves at some point. I'm going to hate it. Cause you're, I guarantee you're going to pick the fucking, uh, Brewers, which I also am picking, but for the purposes of gambling, but
2: listen, don't put, don't put words around. You don't know what I'm going to do.
0: Knowing you, our friendship, you're going to. But anyway, the Yankee side of things, I think you're right on the Boone part. I mean, in June, when we were talking about this, Boone was out. It's the Don Mattingly when he was the Dodgers manager. He saved his job and all this, made the playoffs, and it's a complete dud. It's bad. A lot of things. It was bad hitting. It was not great pitching, not even just outside of Cole. There were seven walks, right? The Yankees, they said it on the broadcast that in – this game and in Game 7 of the 2004 ALCS, two games the Yankees in two different situations that they had all opportunities and it looked like they were going to completely have their way of trying to get ahead of the Red Sox. In 04, obviously blew the 3-0 lead. They had the sweep of the Red Sox last year. Completely fell apart there. Those are the two games they had seven walks against them. And I don't know, It's if you are a Yankee fan, I think your first thought is Boone's out. If you're... Looking at where you, I don't know what their free agent situation looks like. I know their starting pitching isn't. I think it's better than the Red Sox, but it's still I feel like there's pieces that need to be added. But I don't know. It's
2: the the Red Sox aren't the class. You can't compare yourself to them. Sure, but I'm trying to think too.
0: Yeah, with the Rays and everything, which goes into kind of the final thought I had before we jumped into the NL Wild Card game and what we are expecting out of this game and what we can expect out of at least the the divisional series we'll figure out when we do the rest of the podcast. But the ESPN broadcast, Greg, I don't know if you just tune it out and put on the Red Sox radio because you hate ESPN so much. it at times they got excited about the Red Sox, but the arod, the Vascursion it was in Vascursion by the way, out of ESPN he's leaving because he wants to go back to broadcasting your beloved Los Angeles angels of Anaheim Greg. Uh, which he does outside of Sunday Night Baseball. But it was very pro-Yankee, and there was a lot of talk that way, and almost assuming that guys like Rizzo, who's a pending free agent, who's a rental and everything, are going to come back to the Yankees. And I feel like so many times now, and Boone even said it today, of other teams caught up to them in terms of spending a lot of money being attractive free agent places. When these these guaranteed free agents and everything... Get thrown out there, and everybody's expecting it. So little now in the last eleven years since Cliff Lee went to the went back to the Phillies instead of the Yankees. It's not been the Yankees a ton, and, and obviously they got Garrett Cole. They've gotten Chapman. They've gotten whomever they traded for Giancarlo, but then they signed him to the big deal and all that stuff. But I don't know. it it, it was first the ESPN broadcast. Did you listen to it and all that? Craziness throughout it because they kept talking about Bucky Dent. It was very, it felt more pro Yankee than pro Red Sox.
2: You know, Jordy, we've talked about it at length and nauseam. I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. I've talked about it. You've talked about it too. You know, the Regency bias for, I'm sure you get the same thing tonight with the Cardinals. The Regency bias for the Yankees and, and I guess Cardinals, National League, it, it's absurd. Even the Cowboys, the Regency bias with the Cowboys, it's just, Oh, that's because
0: fucking Romo
2: and then Troy Aikman, all the Cowboys, idiots. And Joe Buck, Joe Buck, whatever. Regardless, the point is that, you know, in no way was I surprised because A-Rod is just, at this point, I get he's a name, but he, for whatever reason, we overlooked. It is worth noting that
0: the NL game is on TBS, not ESPN. So
2: you're getting getting the the Mets crew. They overlooked the fact that... A-Rod has all this negative and black strike against him. When he was a player. No one liked him. And and the league hated him. And there was people, for whatever reason, somehow think that he is going to draw eyeballs. The only reason why ESPN got eyeballs is because of Red Sox-Yankees. Like, don't sit here and tell me that people like Sunday Night Baseball, they like A-Rod, they don't. And Matt Vasgersian, he's best known for being on MLB The Show, and he should continue to do MLB The Show and call it a day. But, I mean, it was, it was unbearable at times. I love that they got the two... John Carlos calls wrong twice. Did
0: you see the John uh, Sterling, the Yankee radio guys call?
2: Yeah, he got even worse. But yeah, it was my even question worse. is, my question is like, Aaron and Vasquez had to be there, right? Like were, they were, they were there. Like,
0: Tim Kirk was watching.
2: There. But they were were they watching the TV? Like did they did they not see it live in person? Because they like you got to be able to watch the game. get the I bat think cause off it was
0: so high. I thought it was out watching on TV. It lo- it was so high off the bat. I think you just assume. That it's gonna normally be out, and they mentioned it that it was freezing cold. Obviously, you're up there in Boston, but it, you could see it on TV. Everybody was in hoodies, Red Sox jackets, all well, that it was sort freezing of stuff. Cold,
2: but, but it, again, it was just like it was just like.
0: Does the wind blow he, in normally at the Monster when well, it gets, starts to get cold?
2: He was looking at he was looking at Giancarlo at the plate. He was and Giancarlo was pimping it like he, the fact he, that he did he pimp two, it.
0: That's, the yeah, Marlins the pulled he, a dude. They pulled Jazz Chisholm last week. That that's what happens on these kinds of teams. And I feel like that's might be something Yankee fans would be pissed off about. I would be, if you're not pulling these guys, you've seen those tough customer managers, Don Mattingly going back to him. He's the manager of the fucking Marlins. He just did that. And he's known to do that. Joe Madden used to do that with the Cubs. And you see all that kind of stuff. Obviously he ends up getting a double. He doesn't pimp it. And that's the whole play with, with Judge. No, that he, he has the home no, run right no, the game. No,
2: he, he, he got a single both times. The, the, the second play with Judge was a single. Yeah, you're play, right. It's technically – I think
0: they gave him a double, but you're right. It's technically on the throw.
2: Um, No, they gave, they gave him a single. Oh, did they give him double. a single?
0: There was no – they did yeah. not give him a double?
2: Uh, no, hometown scoring. you kidding me? But that's the point <laughs> is that, that – <laughs> That's a good point. That's, that's the point is that he got two singles hitting off the monster. Like, and he pimped both. He could have he way more – and then Judge, I mean, that third, third base coach, I mean, that guy obviously should be fired and whatever. Long story So story, I said this on, on
0: my uh, Instagram thing, and sorry for interrupting you, but just on that. But okay. it was definitely the wrong call. But when you're losing that way, emotion gets the better of you and you got to try something. So I can't blame that guy too terribly. Like just thinking of it I as can. a baseball guy.
2: Second and third, even a said it. Second and third was yeah. one out. It's versus, the wrong
0: call. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's the Alex Gordon in the 2014 World Series. Like, you're down. It's a win-or-go-home game. You're away. No. Or Actually, I think the Royals might have been exactly. home. But I get, trying to get in Gallo. working. Have, they weren't,
2: They weren't trusting Gallo, sure.
0: Yeah, they weren't trusting Gallo. That's the problem.
2: That's what I mean. I don't know. It's the I reverse think, of what I, happened I, I, to the Red
0: Sox with Bogarts hitting the home run, is that they, the Yankees thought the Red Sox didn't trust in Bogarts, and Bogarts ends up, Punishing him with a bomb to dead center field in the first inning, so I think that was the big difference. Is that there was well, to trust be, to be fa- in that way. Yeah.
2: To be to be fair, to be fair, to end to the season fair. one at, after the All Star break to end the season, once Xander got hurt with his wrist, Devers has been by far the best, the better hitter of the two, and Bogart has not stepped up in big moments. I mean, he has, but he he hasn't. Yeah, they so. showed
0: that he has like one home run in his last sixty eight bats against the Yankees before last night yeah. when he went two for one. No other than
2: that. Like Bogart's my favorite player and I mean Devers is getting up there, but Bogart's is my favorite player and you know, he's he's underrated defensively. No one talks about him. No one gives him the credit. So I'm excited to see he gets some shine after the play he made. Red Sox Yankees like we're talking too much. We gotta move on to the next one because the Yankees are out and they're irrelevant. But <laughs> you know, I just I I don't know as a Yankee fan, how you're, you're sitting here, like, thinking that you had a successful season when everyone was saying World Series. No, nobody,
0: nobody thinks that. I mean, all the pictures I've seen online, everybody's pissed off, everybody's pissed off at Garrett Cole, all that stuff. But you're right. Let's talk about the NL wildcard game. It is now the bottom of the first inning. The Cardinals have taken an early lead. Tommy Edmond playing some small ball, getting on, stealing second base, and then on a on a foul out to right field, getting a third. And then a wild pitch is what scores him from Max Scherzer. Greg, we were talking about this before. of The wildness of the wild card game. I don't think it's time to be concerned. But this is now the two superstar pitchers. And th- again, this is one inning out of Max Scherzer. He ends up bouncing back and and ends up getting out of the inning. He technically only allowed the hit to Edmund your boy Marcus Lynn Betts already on first base with a hit. But this is now in terms of Scherzer's start, one inning pitched, a hit, a hit a walk, a run that was earned, a stolen base allowed, almost 20 pitches. Overreaction here cuz obviously the listeners are going to know what happened. But crazy things always happen in these wildcard games. Are you shocked to hear that the Cardinals, who you talked about the Red Sox having amazing comebacks, the Cardinals during their streak just incredible shit they were doing. The fact that they came out of the gates firing hot. Are you shocked by this, Greg?
2: No. In no way, shape, or form, I'm shocked. You're talking to a guy who during the Red Sox uh, championship run three out of four years or, or whatever. Or that was the Patriots. Two out of three years. Whatever <laughs> it was. Uh, two of four. They beat, it was 4 and 07. They, they beat the... I don't know if you ever heard of them, but a little team called the Colorado Rockies who... Didn't lose a postseason game. Didn't lose a game the last like. Oh, Craig, I'm games well aware. Season. They
0: won like 28 of 29 games, including a game 163, and then they and then, embarrassed the Phillies in 2007. And then
2: they, they swept everyone in the National League, and they got swept by the Red Sox. And it was a joke of a it was a joke of a World Series. But yeah, I mean, I uh, you know. Coming to this playoffs, I was very concerned for the Dodgers. I honestly had because the Cardinals had the vibe of that team. The cart we talked about it all the time, Jordy. We we said the Cardinals are going to somehow find their way into it, like the Cardinals do, kind of like what the Braves do. Yeah. And you know they're going to do their thing. It, it's one of those years, like we talked about it. um You know, it, it's just like kind of like the Penguins, like they just come out of nowhere. It's just it's time for them to be in the. Stanley Cup again it's time this you know, is, whatever this is it is two of
0: two of the last three years granted two years ago I believe they won the NL Central but to the last three years that the Cardinals have been kind of floundering until the All-Star break and then have this incredible run now they didn't win 17 in a row in 2019 but they had a pitching staff that looked like the Braves of the 90s and this was similar of their pitching staff Wainwright came on strong they're their drive and the fact that they came back in so many different games and so many different crazy ways, their lineup up and down has been able to do this of just, I don't even say turn back the clock, although they've had obviously some serious veterans, Yadi or Molina, in the second second last year. But they're just they're able to do these crazy things. And I do think that the Dodgers end up pulling this out because of, similar to the Yankees, so many expectations, but guys that have done it in so many different ways, And I think that bodes well for them. They do have to get through the Giants and the games they've played down the stretch against the Giants have been must-see TV. So in either way, if it's the Cardinals versus the Giants, that's also going to be great because two teams that kind of nobody thought a lot out of. Some people thought a lot out of the Cardinals because they made all these different moves. Obviously they got Arenado and all of this different stuff that they've been able to pull off. But the giants and what they've done is, is pretty incredible, but the Dodgers, all the expectations in the world to them. So we'll see what happens in this game and we'll keep it posted as things go along. Um, we, yeah, we, we, the time travel sure. of this podcast, we're recording this before any of the football segments. So you might hear us giving updates to the football game and we'll probably real really remind quick, you in it
2: real quick. I, I have, I think I have the Cardinals winning. Do you? just because of the way it happened, the way things go down, the way that this all sort of uh what's the right word? The way, way the craziness it, of this. The way they finished the 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 fact they're hot, the fact, you know, they got everything sort of rolling for them, it just has a feel of this is this is it, right? This is their this is their moment, this is their time. It thinks oh. cuz the Dodgers went for it all and blew it, but Are you okay with what's
0: going on? No, I'm remembering what happened in 2019. The Cardinals did win the division because the Brewers, if you remember Christian Yelich got hurt, and Uh, the Brewers had a lead. And you remember Yelich's replacement made the error? And that's how the Nationals won? They were supposed to be out of it. Actually, a couple times they were supposed to be out of it. And then against the Dodgers, playoff Kershaw made his ugly appearance. But yeah, that um, I mean, to your point, the wildness of the wildcard games is it's going to show itself and it's going to be crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to, yeah, I think we need to, uh, well, I think we need to preview the games, but I think, I think we need to move on for your scars for you from, from the Cardinals, but um Jordy, let's get into it right away because we, we only got time before what's his name shows up scrub is a guy, or I guess going back in time <laughs> until yeah. he left um let's jump right into it Rays Red Sox
0: I said last night Rays in four
2: okay um
0: I'm gonna give the Red Sox a game I think you're right whenever Evaldi starts I feel like that's a a good one for them to grind out and win and if I feel like what is it gonna be game four he probably wouldn't be ready by game three right game three supposed to be Sunday maybe
2: yeah maybe Sunday that's five days right he pitched monday he pitched monday so he no, goes it's tuesday. tuesday he
0: pitched tuesday wednesday thursday, thursday, wednesday, friday, saturday, thursday friday
2: saturday sunday yeah, yeah i guess that is the fifth day. day
0: yeah that's the fifth day so yeah maybe he pitches game
2: three um they probably go they'll probably go sale game one figure out game two and of all the game three yeah man that's tough that's a tough one to uh, the red sox this is the hardest one for me obviously uh, the Rays have just absolutely owned the Red Sox all year, and it's been tough to watch. Um, it was about
0: like thirteen and six was the regular season record
2: in the yeah, Tampa's favor.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: it was bad. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go. Fine. I'll get. I'll get the Red Sox one as well. I'm gonna go four games that way. Game four they play marathon Monday. So because oh because it pushed, got
0: pushed because of COVID.
2: Yeah, got pushed back to the COVID. So at least uh, will it, it be at eleven got,
0: o'clock st- start?
2: I know that there's no time right now so it might be That's great. incredible. The other, the other American League Houston Astros Chicago White Sox uh Astros host they're the home team. I I have predicted the Astros from day 1 you to be have, the best most complete. You've,
0: been a, you've been a big Astros guy.
2: Maybe not day 1 but for a while. No, team. you've been most a big Astros team. guy for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for 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 most complete team so for me it would be I have to almost pick them. But this series is a lot closer than I think, and ultimately I'm going to Houston in four.
0: Yeah, I um, I mean I said must see TV in the NL. This is absolute must see TV. A four o'clock start tomorrow for this first game on Thursday. You get Lance Lynn versus Lance McCullers. You get the Lance off. I mean, hopefully Lance Bass just throws out the first pitch, so we get a full Lance. Nice. I don't know. Well played. You know, uh...
2: Well played. Yeah,
0: you know, there it is. It's on, uh... The AL's... It's... Yeah, it's FS1, so maybe, maybe they have a connection. I don't know. Um, I know that's ABC that Lance Bass pops up on everything for. But anyway, um... Don't ask me how I know that. There was a great show that he used to have a recurring role on called Single Parents. That's why. Um, got canceled, unfortunately. But, uh... I'm going, I love the the White Sox, and I've also, I've always, this whole season, been a very strong proponent of the Chicago White Sox, what they've been doing, and where they could go. And when they're rolling and they've done nothing but get healthier and healthier, they've been a ton of fun to watch and see how they've been going. They have one of the better home records in baseball. I'm trying to see if it's the best. No, the Giants have... Oh, do the Dodgers have the home best? Excuse me. Um, But they've won 53 games there. They're under five hundred on the road, which is concerning, 40 and 41. But still, um, that is a little bit of a concern to look at, especially if they get down early. Houston, we've seen what their offense has done, one of the best offenses in baseball. White Sox also a very good offense, very good pitching staff. I think this goes the distance, and I'm going to go. My head says pick the Astros. My heart is telling me to pick the White Sox. So I'm going to. Just go against you, pick the White Sox in this one, but I am excited. I hope this goes the distance so we get five games of it because it'll be, it'll just be a lot of fun to see what these two full rotations can do in these lineups and how they're going to figure out how to solve it. We didn't even talk about that a little bit, the lineup construction, the AL wildcard game. These are two teams that can do a similar idea of how they want to plug and play some of their players, how they want to use their bullpens, which I think gives the White Sox a slight edge, part of why I'm going with them. But I uh, – yeah, like I said, head is saying, pick the Astros heart. says the White Sox. So listen to the heart, White Sox in five.
2: Um, I love it. Uh, I said Astros in four. Jordy, Braves, Brewers, I'm going to let you pick first. You don't know what I'm going to pick. You don't know my life. <sighs> I'm going with the, I'm with with the Brewers. I'm going with
0: the Brewers. You're not going to make me go with the Braves. The Brewers are a better team. The Braves – and I'll tell you why. The Braves – I talked about this last week with Jake on this very football podcast that now is talking about baseball. The New York Mets, Greg, if you didn't listen to this, or if you, the listener, didn't hear this, set an MLB record, Greg, that MLB record is the most days in first place when finishing under 500, and that is because the NL East looked like it was going to be the NFC East in producing potentially an under 500 division champion. There were two above 500 teams in there. One of them, obviously the Braves winning it with the worst record of all six teams or uh, 10 teams, excuse me, that made the playoffs, but the Braves, not just because of records and not going with the chalk that way, but the Braves pitching staff just is not as deep as what this Brewers pitching staff has going for it. We've seen so many different times of how teams have constructed their starting staff, their bullpens and everything in between with it. We've seen the Braves make all of these offensive additions that made such a big difference for them in the second half of the season, whether it's adding Rosario, adding Jack Peterson, and that'll be really great. That's really good for them. That's going to keep them in this. I do think this goes to five games because I think the Braves can squeak it out, especially when they have guys like Max Fried on the mound, when they have a uh charlie especially charlie morton i just buried the lead there but charlie morton's probably going to start two games for him and if he starts game five that could make a huge difference but i have a feeling he's going to need to start game four and force a fifth game and i think the brewers outlast them here they have so many talented players their offense at times can be i don't want to say a slog but it can be interesting they they like to go for it. They like to go for the long ball. They don't really bat for average, uh, hence the slog. But their pitching staff makes up for it, and I think their pitching staff makes the difference here. So I'm saying the Brewers, in five games, partially because of how good the Braves pitching staff can throw a punch back, and the Brewers probably are due for like potentially getting shut out in a game.
2: So I – this is the classic a team with good offense versus a team with great pitching. You know, and just like, oh, this is the Patriots offense versus the Giants defense, and and what won the Giants that game was fucking plow faced dumbass Eli versus the Patriots defense, right? Oh, this is Brady scoring, throwing the most amount of passing yards ever in a Super Bowl, and what does he lose? He loses to a fucking scrub guy who hasn't been in the league since, right? This is hey, this is hey, the hey, brave he's still backup. <laughs> The Braves off. Still a
0: backup. That's where he thrives.
2: The Braves great hitting, which propelled them the second half of the year to to turn around and turn around, especially Freeman, you know, turning around for them and and going against this Braves pitching staff, or the, the Brewers pitching staff, the bullpen, that's the best yeah, very good in the bullpen. league, in my opinion. You know, that if if the Braves can get to the starters, and I don't want to say get them out of the game early, but if the brewers are not afraid to go to their bullpen and have them work seven innings it's hard to ask the bullpen to get to go seven innings or whatever but i think to
0: your point the
2: the braves are so hot right now and and the pitching staff for whatever reason is, is on fire at the end of the year i think the braves pitching staff shuts down the brewers lineup and i think it really comes down to how many you know Austin Riley, Danny Swanson, obviously Freddie Freddie Freeman, Albies. Like, can this team? They're a home run dependent team. Can they? You know, can they piece together some things that aren't home runs?
0: Yeah. To the to your point, the Brewers Devin Williams last year's uh, NL uh, NL Rookie of the Year, and he I think he had MVP votes, but he is out at least until the World Series that the Brewers get there. Uh, he broke his hand celebrating. But they still have Brad Boxberger, they have Miguel Sanchez, they have Daniel Norris, Jake Cousins, guys that are very good. And, and Sutter and uh, is also very solid. And then Hater closing it down. Hader used to be a setup man. He probably can make multi-out saves. But you're right, if they have to over-rely on it, it will be tough. Um, I do think, though, that the middle of the, Brave, the Brewers lineup is obviously very dependent on the long ball, but has played really well in adding Eduardo Escobar was a huge addition. I mentioned the Braves, uh, what's it called? Trade deadline moves. Um, In terms of the, the hotness of the Braves in September, they did not lose a series after the 20th of September. They took three of four from the Diamondbacks in Arizona. They swept a flailing Padres team. They swept a Phillies team that really just fell over on its side. And then they took two or three from the Mets when it didn't matter. But to the opposite of that, they didn't play very well against the Dodgers. They split a series with the Rockies. So when they're on fire and right now they're playing really well, granted against teams that kind of just fell apart, they're a very good team to watch. It's going to be really interesting, which is why I think this goes further. And what you said, the Braves in how many games? Four?
2: I think if the Braves are going to win, it's going to be three. I don't think if this goes any further than three, the Brewers are going to win. They just have too much pitching, and and the Braves don't have it. If the Braves are going to win, it's going to be a sweep, and if not, the the Brewers are going to win. I
0: think you're right. For the Braves to do it, you need Ian Anderson, their third starter, and probably they try to go back to Morton pretty quick, which the first game is Friday, the 8th, their fourth game is the 12th so that's short rest it's three days in between you might yeah. go to morton then and you try to use freed in a game a game five freed a very good second half pitcher um but ian anderson in game three is the real difference maker there and i think you're right but it may be, you know if they win the first two games both in milwaukee you know they just all they have to do is get the ball back to morton to close it out and maybe they just say screw it we're gonna throw out uh Huescar Ynoa, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who <laughs> did did solid enough. I don't think you go to Drew Smiley. You're not turning to him in a playoff game. Um very not, no, good. I mean, not good. I mean But you know maybe you use Yanoa the, the, out of the, the bullpen to go that way.
2: Yeah, and, like and the Nationals underrated. did, yeah. The bullpen's underrated. They've been they've been end of the season, they've been top five in, in all of baseball. You know, one th- thing th- that's concerning ERA. is
0: as bad as I complained about the Phillies bullpen. The Braves bullpen in the ninth inning, also very bad. And the Brewers, knowing it from seeing them play the Braves and the Phillies, they pounce in the ninth inning and can take full advantage of it. So I think that that's something to be concerned about there.
2: But again, the Braves bullpen post, you know, post all-star break, they've been top five or even deadline. At times, at times. So, you know, I just, if they're going to do it, it's got to be a sweep. Um, Anyway, Jordy. Okay. Let's predict it. That's predicted. If the, you'll cut this up after, right? So, let's do. Cardinals. Let's just say
0: World Series. Let's say World Series. No no, 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 we'll... no, no,
2: no, no, I'm saying I'm saying Cardinals Giants, and then we'll do Dodgers Giants. Ah, I
0: see what you're and, saying. And then you
2: cut it out. And then you cut it out after.
0: No, 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 right? no it's fine. No, no,
2: let's um. Cardinals it's fine Giants. Because we're Cardinals we don't Giants. need to cut
0: it up because they know that we're time traveling here. Um, Cardinals Giants. I'd pick the Giants. I know the Cardinals are red hot, but I'd still pick the Giants there. I think
2: I picked the Cardinals. I picked the, you know the Cardinals. all the way. Um, and I, I'm they're, taking the Giants on, against the Dodgers they're... too. The Giants they're...
0: have looked the, I think Giants either way win. They've looked the, the tiger, the look down the barrel of the gun. They've looked whatever beast in the eye so many times throughout this season and just said, we're not afraid of you. And they took what was supposed to be the Padres mantle of battling with Los Angeles for the end of the season crowned in the NL West, being the top seed in the NL. And the Giants did that. And I think for as much as the the Dodgers have played really well, and I think they're a really good team, you have Scherzer, but you're not going to have him probably until game three, maybe game four. And how good the rest of the rotation is. You still have Kershaw, who got off the Demons last year with, uh, you know, the COVID season. So maybe the fans being back brings back playoff Kershaw. You have a very solid rotation that, you know, granted it has, there's other parts of it that aren't there for various other reasons. I just think the giants who are like that. I mean,
2: Walker, Walker Bueller, you know, Scherzer and Kershaw, if he's not hurt, like that's a tough one two three also Kershaw, you know, he's very hit or miss, but you have the best player on the planet. You have yeah, the exactly. best baseball player on the planet. You have Marcus flynn Betts and it's hard. I mean, I think I agree. I think I I think that the Giants just because the way they did it down the stretch, I think they ultimately probably do beat the Giants or to beat, beat the Dodgers. But I think if the Cardinals win, I think it's the Cardinals. They they're keeping this train rolling. I think it's again the Rockies of whatever 0-7, but yeah, I, I think that the if Nationals the Giants in Doct-
0: 2019 as a better example yeah, think, team that actually I
2: think won. Giants, I think it's Giants Dodgers. I think Marcus Lindbeth has eight home runs in a five game series and they still lose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. Not not normally a home run hitter. I love the way, it. I love but it. not normally a home run hitter. But you know, Gabe the Babe has got this team going well. Brandon Belt feel like he has been there forever. He came up as a rookie. He's been incredible he's just,
0: this year. He's been awesome yeah. to watch. Brandon Crawford yeah. is still now, solid as hell.
2: But, but Brandon Belt has like guys around him now to protect him in the lineup. He's been sitting out like, a yeah, which he hasn't had he only... for a while. Yeah, and and and, and now he's got Brian Crawford hitting. I mean Crawford, whatever. He's yeah, Crawford's been around, but Posey's, but had, Posey's of, had a
0: really but, good year where he's been healthy for the most but part. Crawford was
2: ahead of him, right? Crawford was ahead of him.
0: Yeah, Wilmer Flores, like these guys. I'm saying, like these guys, that, uh, saying, like. Just don't, they're having these, they're having these, uh, you know, these resurgences and then Chris Bryan talking about trade deadline moves, just an awesome addition to that team and really just adding an extra charge to a team that, that kind of needed it when they had it. Jim Strensky was out then and he helped out a ton. And then their pitching staff has been incredible to see whether or not they, they let the bright lights get to him or not is, is kind of what is going to hold this team from going far or not, but they can use a guy like Alex Wood or Johnny Cueto out of the bullpen, similar to how the nationals did in 2019 and do some serious damage and, and go that way. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this team develops through the postseason. So, so
2: Wilmer Flores, he's the guy that that scumbag broke his ankle, right? Or is he the one who cried when he got traded? Uh,
0: it might be both. Uh, oh, okay. Wilmer Flores. I'm pretty sure he is the one who, yeah, he's def- the first thing that popped up on Google is that he cried. Um, That's because it-
2: he thought he was getting traded mid-game. Chase Utley.
0: Um, he. Oh, Wilmer Flores took over for. Um, for Ruben Tejada yeah. was the one in the okay. in the playoffs.
2: Got it. Yeah. Because he's a, yeah because that because like scumbag. Okay. Um.
0: Uh, I, I'm so excited. Hi, Jordy. For- the table. That's an off-topic off conversation. But, all right, let's do World Series table. picks and then wrap up the segment. Table? What table? The listeners don't need to hear about it. Let's wrap up this. World Series
2: picks, I, Greg. I, I don't know what table you're talking about.
0: You'll find out after. World all Series right. picks.
2: Um, are we going with head picks or heart picks?
0: Let's do heart picks. Let's say that.
2: Heart? All right. As an obvious... Um...
0: Oh, yeah, you have a team still in it. Shit.
2: No, no, honestly, I think it's going to be for the book, seventh year in a row, Astros raided. I think it's going to be Astros and God, what a boring fucking National League. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: golly. Yeah,
0: because you picked the Braves to beat the Brewers.
2: Even if I even if I didn't, I don't I don't think the Brewers are beating the Giants, and I don't I don't want the Giants that the, the Giants in the World Series is just so boring to me. So it is boring. So is, the Ast- so is the Astros. So is the Rays. All right, fuck it. You know what? I'm going White Sox, Red Sox, AL ALCS. Let's have some fun. <laughs> I'm going Dodgers, Dodgers, Brewers. Let's have some fun. Dodgers, Sox, Cora versus uh
0: wait, which Sox? <laughs> You
2: pick two socks said, in the CS. I, I said Alex Cora versus Dave Roberts, two former Sox. So that would be the Red Sox versus Dodgers. Marcus Lynn pairs up Fenway. No, okay. Honestly, uh, that, that's my heart pick. Those, those, that's what I'm picking in my heart. I like it. I, I like go, it. Go. And then, but head, head, realistically, is probably gonna. I want to pick the Astros over the Rays, and. Uh, God, I want to pick the Astros of the Rays so bad. I think I think it's be Rays, Astros, and I really want to pick the Astros, but ultimately it's probably going to be the Rays. They're just too complete, top to bottom. And then the Giants, same thing. They're just too complete of a team. They'll probably beat the Brewers, and uh, we'll get a Giants Rays, and we're going to get the Rays stomp, curve stomping in five games on the Giants.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to go against the Rays in the chalk. Um, I heart. I'd say Brewers White Sox with the White Sox winning. I think the White Sox are really good. Uh, But I think you're right. It's probably, I think the Rays the Giants, I think the Giants figure it out. And it's hard to not go with the Rays. I think the Giants kind of do what the, the Nationals did to the Astros of figuring it out and making that series go a lot longer than we think. But I think you're right. It's a Rays World Series. They finally get over whatever schneid they've been on getting into the World Series and, Kind of not being able to to get it done. Obviously, last year they just screwed it up. And then in 08, just really didn't get it done. They had a home field, Greg, and they screwed it up. But yeah, I think the Rays win. Um, Hart, yeah, White Sox, I though. Mean... But, Greg, right. uh, that's going to yeah. do it for this one. It's time to go record the football. Time traveling. Any last words before we get out of here?
2: Gabe the Babe. The Phillies did not know what they what they had. I've they, said this they, a thousand
0: times. I was said not it, Gabe, I said it was, first. It was not Gabe I Kapler's fault. First. Yeah, and I, I was not I was an anti Gabe Kapler. I just thought he was a crazy person. He still is a crazy person. He's
2: not a crazy person. He's he's, he's eccentric. No, but it's still not his fault. He's eccentric. The Phillies.
0: Yeah, eccentric and crazy are go hand in hand. The Phillies <laughs> can't build a fucking lineup. And they haven't been able to since Ruben Amaro traded away every all the fucking farm players. Now they can't do anything. You finally get my Phillies rant. They can't do shit. They couldn't add shit. People are like, oh, the Braves added all these people. What did the Phillies do? They added Ian Kennedy, who couldn't close a game, and Kyle Gibson, who couldn't start a game. Well, what the fuck were they supposed to do? But yeah, you're right. Gabe Kapler, manager of the year. Lock that in. Bet your Put your whole down payment on your house, your mortgage, whatever you want. You're not going to get a great return, but you'll get some money. Great call, Greg.
2: Thank you. Um, and go Sox.
0: Great way to end it. Everybody subscribe to the podcast. The Bullpen Cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. ThunderBLG on Twitter. Thunder Sports on Instagram, where I'm going to be doing reaction videos to the baseball playoffs, to the Eagles, to the Flyers when they start. Make sure you subscribe. Greg and I'll be back next week to do some hockey previews. But for Greg Pitelli, Matt Stefano, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend, Go everybody. Go Sox. And fly, Eagles, Go fly! Sox. Go
1: Sox.